Well, here we are already. Uh, early February, mid-February? I don't care. Math doesn't matter. It's episode 30 of The Brian Oak Show. My name is Brian Oak, joined as always by Sean Bernard. How are you, Sean? I am fantastic. Wow. That was delivered with the kind of conviction that I usually reserve for politicians or some sort of lower-ranking public official. Are you actually all right? Well, not really. I got my <laughs> results back from my life insurance test because my wife finally decided that I needed to get life insurance. Well, if you should have life. You have a family. You should have life insurance. You know, by and large, I'm not totally shocked with the results because I'm <laughs> overweight. Um, but the, but num- the numbers were a little high. But the insurance guy, of course, calls me up. Oh, hmm. Mm. this might be kind of expensive wow i'm like oh that's great that's terrific i didn't mean to delve too deeply into your personal life and frankly i don't want any more of the details especially if there was a colonoscopy involved i just was curious how your day was going really oh my day oh yeah well other than that you know pretty solid okay Here we are recording The Brian Oak Show in the Smart Start MN studios. And before we get to the matters at hand and this episode's guest, who I'm very excited to have in because she is fearless. And I really enjoy her attitude in the brief time we've known one another. Smart Start MN, what are they? They are the original Minnesota inner... Ignition Interlock Company. Yeah. Why do I always get those two words confused? Because it's weird. Okay. <laughs> well, Ignition Interlock means if you or someone you know or a distant relative or perhaps a total stranger that just needed your advice has a DUI, you can actually get back on the road much sooner than you would otherwise expect. And a DUI is a terrible idea, but I don't think anybody ever leaves the house or the bar or the event thinking, I am going to drink and drive tonight. <laughs> that's that's not what you do, but guess what? It happens with alarming regularity. So hopefully you don't damage your vehicle, yourself, or someone else. But if you get snapped, if you get popped, you are still going to have a lot of hoops to jump through. One of them is getting your car back on the road. One of them is getting back into, well, getting back behind the wheel. This can make it happen so much faster than you could ever possibly imagine, and for a lot less than you would imagine. And they they know what they're doing. Both Mike and Ed are great guys, and we really, really appreciate their support of this show. Sean, not only is there a convenient way to get a hold of these guys, but you can actually save money if you do it in which way? You can either click on the banner, the Smart Start MN uh, banner on our website, mm-hmm. or you can go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show, and they'll give you 20% off the installation. Just get it done. I know that you got to blow into the stupid thing to be able to drive. But it beats the hell out of spending hundreds of dollars on Ubers and taxis and all that stuff. Well, or not working. All of that. Or getting your kids to knife throwing practice or yes. whatever it is they might be up to. I mean, what you kind ha- of family do you have where the kids are? Mostly a circus family. I got you. Yeah, mostly yeah. A, look, man, that's honest work. All it right? is. It's, and, it, and it's dangerous and exciting. So don't judge. Don't judge my knife throwers and my family. (laughs) It is the Brian Oak Show. And coming up tonight, we are going to be talking to a vocal powerhouse, but also a personal powerhouse and someone that I have heard so much about, but I've never met before today. And I'm very, very excited about it. Her name is Annie Mack. But before we talk to her, I want to share some information that I found out earlier today. Golden Voice is a booking company out of California, and they are probably most famous for Coachella, which is a two-weekend festival in the middle of the high desert in Southern California. I can't recommend going to Coachella unless you are a massive, massive fan of at least a half dozen bands that are going to be there. I went to Coachella once. 
There were 120,000 people there. Oh. Uh, and it's the middle of the high desert. It is not a hospitable place. Even at night, once the sun finally sets, it's still hot. It's gamey. It is so many people. And part of my problem with music festivals is if you can't get close to the stage... Well, then, I, again, I don't have to be backstage. I'm not trying to be cool guy. But if I'm literally 300 yards away and there's sort of some vague figures moving up there with a few purple and yellow lights on them, nope. it's just, even if it sounds good, it's not, why did you go? What's the point? You had me at gamey. I just don't, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. The people are gamey. That just sounds oh. so foul and funky. Dude, three, I mean, I, I can only imagine the hideous human nightmare that Burning Man is, even if it's not humid there, just people walking around virtually naked for four days, just caked in dust and human effluence. <laughs> just not my thing man no way so this is this is not quite burning man levels of depravity but anyway my whole point was golden voice the people who put coachella together they do a really good job of getting top-notch entertainment every year they announced a brand new festival today called cruel world now uh me grandpa i'm moving on in years so this is sort of a nostalgia fest for me but when you listen to this now Unfortunately, it's coming up on Saturday, May 2nd. It's in Los Angeles or some outskirt. I forget the name. There's some festival field somewhere. The grounds at Dignity Health Sports Park in Los Angeles. Oh, love it. Oh, it was a classic, right? Everyone loves that. Hmm. So Morrissey is the headliner. And I think now we are a couple of years into understanding that Morrissey is in addition to, I mean, he always sort of was difficult, but in addition to being difficult, is sort of a human piece of crap, right? Can, yes, we, can we all just agree on that? Yes, we okay, can agree. very good. But now, let's get below that. But the great thing about him headlining is, once he starts, pew, bye. Every, we, we can get out of there, beat yep. the traffic, do all that. Listen to this lineup for those of you who are 80s adjacent. Bauhaus, Blondie, Devo, Echo and the Bunnymen, Psychedelic Furs, Violent Femmes, The Church, Gary Newman, Mark Almond of Soft Cell fame is going to be there. Uh, oh, my God. It, it, and it just it goes on and on. Missing Persons are going to be there. Drag Majesty, 45 Grave, Gene Loves Jezebel. So if you're at all a person whose knowledge or life or youth was informed by the 80s, it does sound a little nostalgia-y. But even if only 25% of these artists show up into a great show, Still worth the airfare, worth the price of admission. I, My daughter and I were talking about it today. She's like, as long as you promise, and she's 21, but she also loves a lot of these bands because, well, her old man's kind of an 80s nerd. Um, <laughs> she's like, as long as you promise we can leave before we even smell Morrissey, we can get out of there. I was like, that's a deal, kiddo. So I'm currently working on getting the plans together, but it's coming up Saturday, May 2nd, and it's so 80s adjacent. I was so excited, and I'm going to be honest, even though they're way, way down on the list, one of my most... It's kind of like Coachella. The one year I went, Queens of the Stone Age, White Stripes, um, uh, Pixies, Replacements. I was like, well, not, it wasn't White Stripes. It was Jack White. But I was like, okay, that was worth dealing with 120,000 people. But then I looked at the lineup for the next year. I'm like, no, you couldn't pay me to go yeah. to that. So this, though, there's 20 bands on this list that I want to see, including this one right here, one of my all-time favorite 80s acts out of Orange County, Cal uh, California. This is Berlin.
I'm going to be honest. That one for me is very, very indulgent. It's a song that was by no means a hit ever. But 1982's Pleasure Victim, the album by the band Berlin, who were part of the Cruel World Festival that we just mentioned, they were so good. The Metro was really their only proper, true, real hit off that record. And so a lot of people regard them as a one-hit wonder. But lead singer Terry Nunn, at the risk of sounding like a... Again, I was a child. In 1982, I was 13 years old. And so... My body was going through changes, Sean. Hmm. I was starting to feel ways I hadn't felt before. Hmm. And I had what I called the triumvirate of New Wave Foxes. One was, <laughs> one was Pat Benatar. And I only I only came to understand this many years later, but one was Pat Benatar. One was Debbie Harry of the band Blondie. And the other was Terry Nunn of the band Berlin. And Berlin right there, Masquerade off that. It got played a handful of times. Because I didn't own the record until many years later. It got played a handful of times on the radio. And then I remember hearing it. Like maybe a 20-year gap between actually hearing it and I fell all the way back in love. The Metro is a fine song and very new wavy, but that album, Pleasure Victim by Berlin, might be a top 20 80s record for me all time. But you'll find there probably are close to 70, between 75 and 120 records on my top 20 records of the 80s <laughs> of all time. It's kind of how I work. It is the Brian Oak Show. And before we dive deep with tonight's featured guest, Sean Bernard is my cohort, my compatriot, my business partner, the producer of the show. He's also a realtor for Edina Realty at the 50th and France office. Uh-oh, it's go time. Someone's like, I need to move. I, I Either I don't like it here anymore, or maybe I'm looking to upgrade. Maybe I need to downgrade, which is also a very real possibility in today's modern yes. world. What is the best course of action? If, if someone's thinking like, all right, I know spring is a better time. It's a bigger market. It's more competitive. I can probably make some more money. What should people be doing right now today? They should be planning. And that's a, a lot of people, they make knee-jerk reactions with anything financial, at least for those of us that grew up with no money. Mm-hmm. You finally get money at all, and you're like, I got to spend it. you know. And, and I, I wasn't raised knowing how the hell to do this stuff. I had to learn along the way. So plan things out. So even if you're looking at the spring, even if you're looking at June or July, make a plan and kind of think about this is the stuff that I need to get done. This is where I want to live. Do I want to buy again or do I want to rent again? I've got a couple people that are going to downsize and they're just like, you know what, I'm just going to rent at this point, you know? And so more than anything, it's about making a plan. Give me a call. I'll help you with that. Help you figure out what the home you're currently in is worth and, and what markets might be best. Some people, your kids grow up and move out and you think, eh, maybe I'll just do a condo or a townhouse. You know, I want to travel a little bit at this point, but give me a call at 612-859-2594. I'm also now accepting texts. If you're familiar with texting at all, Brian. Is that a thing that happens on the information superhighway? I That's what I've heard. Okay. Uh, or you can go to the World Wide Web and uh, see Sean Bernard at Edina Realty. Sean Bernard at EdinaRealty.com. This episode's guest, by the way, episode 30 of the Brian Oak Show, is a name that I have heard for years. And the kind of words that are associated with her name are... Nope. <laughs> you can say it. You can say it. There's no, you can say whatever you want in here. Any, any asshole is not ever one. I've never, ever once heard that name associated, that word associated with your name. No, I mean like hyperbole, like people are like powerhouse, force of nature, that sort of thing. A proper singer. So before we find out any more about you, talk about your music, your path, your journey, your plans, your hopes, your insights. Hi, Annie Mac. How are you? Great. Okay. 
That's kind of, I feel like, did you also recently have a life insurance assessment? I mean, that, that sounds a little bit Fuck like what Sean no, said. No, shit. No. <laughs> no, man. Mm. Your, your wife had a celebratory cocktail after that meeting. Uh, I know she, she did. Like, yes. <laughs> she wants me to be dead. That's all there She's is like, to it. some cheese curds for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, she literally, yeah, here's a couple dozen cookies. You're uh, worth and... more dead to me than no, alive. you're so beautiful. I'm sure that was just, I don't know, Aww. that's just so real life. But good for you. I hate that real life stuff. That's some don't real you? grown Oof. folks shit. Good it, for you. Yeah, because I had to handle it. Like my folks didn't have life insurance. No. Like there was none of that. No. You know, my dad's like, what? He, my dad actually said these words. He said, if I die penniless, it's perfect timing, <laughs> which, I thought, which was brilliant to me. I'm like, oh, that is funny. It's like, I'm not leaving you assholes with anything. <laughs> wow. Well, that's just oh, yeah, yeah. an idiot. Well, but it is, but it's also good for your kids to realize that you can't count on anything. You've got to be prepared for the future. Annie, I don't like to dig too deep into anybody's personal life, but do, do you mind if I find do out it. more about you and where you came from? Do it. Where were you born? Uh, North Minneapolis. Okay. Born and raised. Mm-hmm. Which um, hospital? I, was it Robbinsdale or was it Oakdale or some? North Memorial is where, that's where I was North born. North Memorial. Yeah. I think it was. Yep. We Yes. Yes. That's where I was born. Yes. Yeah, All right. Up. Very good. Mm-hmm. And so then you grew up there. You went to school there. You... Polar bear. Yes. All right. Well, yeah, polars. proud polar. Yeah. Right okay. On. So at what point do you decide, damn, I love music. I mean, what, tell me. So either growing up, either you know, listening to your parents' records or cranking the radio in your bedroom or you, church choir. I mean, at what point do you realize, damn, I really like music? You know, we grew up really humble. We grew up really poor, mm-hmm. so we were not able to go on these amazing trips to, you know, Disneyland or you know, even to Wisconsin Dells or anything like that. But my mother had a really um, beautiful. We had this big ass. Uh, console oh yeah that's uh, just huge and it had these like a big belt- solid state one yeah old yeah and one. it had these avocado mustard uh whatever color that is chartreuse whatever um <laughs> velvet curtains on it it was like and then also on top of it it was like doilies with plants and precious moments figures <sighs> and ashtrays that's almost like nice. an altar though like a musical pretty altar. much and so inside of it it held and so my sister and i had to work together to memorize the shit because she's like don't be scratching my damn records with a cigarette in her mouth. She did everything with the fucking smoke in her mouth. She oh, said, yeah. don't, don't be scratching my goddamn records. And we're like, all right. So then my sister would get, we'd get like hyped up off of sugar and syrup sandwiches and fucking listen to <laughs> James Brown and be like, get on the good foot. Wow. Oh. But it was set up in a way. And so we had to work together to memorize it. And that was, that was our escape. That record player, the records, it was like Dolly, fucking Dolly Parton. Kenny Rogers, you know, the the OJs. I mean, everything. My mother loved world music. Taj Mahal, Mavis Staples. She loved classical music. You know, she loved, it was really beautiful. And that was our escape from not having the means. And then, and then of course, Prince. And of course, you know, um, the funk and the blues and the jazz and the soul. She was very uh, progressive and a, and a very an educated woman in a very humble situation. So it, situation. And so it was, it was awesome. And she's just down, you know, Mayday, you know, books and just a, a North side and a, she was an urban woman. And so I don't want to bury the lead on this because yeah. all the musical things you talked about are the things that inspire and inform me as well. And most mm-hmm. of the guests on this show, but I do need to step back real quick because I feel like we breezed over it a little too mm-hmm. fast. What kind of sandwiches? Syrup and sugar. So <laughs> on li- toast. Literally maple syrup. <laughs> 
and white sugar, brown yes. sugar. Yes, because she hid all the good shit. So when you're like growing up poor, you don't get the fucking sugar cereal, first yeah. of all. Yeah. That's yeah. some bullshit. Yeah, you don't yeah. get no Pop-Tarts. You don't. It was like cornflakes and shit. That puffed like, wheat? Puffed fucking puffed wheat. That was the worst. It was like cardboard. And, yeah, man. It was. And so I ate like, that. Like, I was like, that was my thing. Like, when I went to college, I was like, man, I'm getting some Pop-Tarts. Fuck this shit. So it was like, I you used my- You killing me right I now. I used my, like, loan money to purchase Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. Because when you grow up, like, when you grow up humble, you eat for sustainability. You eat to feed. You, you don't need- fancy shit you don't need and we had to you know we walked everywhere we were very probably the best shape in my life man we never had yeah. a car so you know um yeah those sounds and we'd get fucking hyped and it'd be like the bgs night fever I oh was like, hell yeah well i'm gonna say after after a syrup and sugar sandwich yeah, i feel I like, like i feel like <laughs> you can't do anything less than the bgs or james brown because damn you were on fire yeah. you were jumping around the room and then i didn't have like that long like crystal gale hair so i would yeah. put a fucking t-shirt on my head and i'd be like let's do this <laughs> we were just ridiculous like we were just you know there's nothing ridiculous. I, in a, in a much oh, squarer and whiter way, I remember my first time doing like the, what's it, Tom Cruise from Risky Business, the yes. Bob Seger thing, where the parents are gone. I remember the first time that I really sort of ever did live action acting out karaoke. It was to Billy Idol's White Wedding. And we had a, uh, what do you call it, for mic up. So there was, down in the basement, the basement was only recently finished. It had been unfinished for the first few years we lived there. I'm probably, what, 14? maybe 15 at this point we have a this just huge square wooden block all the way covered around in brown formica and there's like a basket filled with clove infused apples or something on it and white wedding comes on and that opening riff of i jumped up in my socks on top of that table kicked that basket as hard as i could and air guitared for the entire song so wow. when you say you were ridiculous i don't believe that's true i believe these are important and informative moments so this is when you first learn to love music this is yes. when music a provides a, an escape but also is obviously a source of inspiration for you yeah. at what point do you start making music in your youth uh, i i uh had the audacity you know i was not a musical kid i don't have any education or formal training, which I really wish I did because I have a lot of um, admiration and respect for people that go to school and they they had that understanding that they were gifted with that from an early age. So I don't have that. But I had the audacity to try to get um, a certain type of healing after my mother passed away. Mm. And initially it was just going to be like, oh, I'm just going to get up. And that's when I was super pretentious and listening to Jeff Buckley, who I fucking love. Yeah. But I was like, I want to get up and be a poet or <laughs> some bullshit like that. And and I just started writing down a whole bunch of stuff after she died. I didn't know how to process it, you know, and and I didn't have the tools to know how to work through or anything like that. And then can I ask how long ago we're talking about? here? 2006. Okay. She, she, she passed away. All right. And then um, and so it was a way for me to get some healing and try to lay to rest mm. some things, because when she left this earth, things were not right between us. And a lot of people are aware of the story and such. And, and it's just how life is. But I knew she loved me and I loved her. And mm -hmm. one of the ways that she did that was to introduce us to the music and and teach us not to have a closed mind, like the beauty and the soul, whatever. So, and that's when I started. And I was horrible. People, you know, I would get gigs because I was black. People were like, she's going to be good. And then I was not fucking good. You know, I've, I've gotten my ass kicked a lot. And I've had to learn a lot because I don't have the training. And I'm still learning in it. And, I, and I'm always humbled. It's always a, you know, 
to go on stage, of course, I have this mentality. All right, I want to fuck you guys up. I've got to melt faces. <laughs> I've been in, in the in the the trenches of PB and J all day and in fucking Paw Patrol. So let's do it, you know. And so but, you have kids then. I've got yeah, all of them. Okay. Well, all the kids. They're, they're like. Like they're doubled, <laughs> they're double vision, and the youngest one's like a mafioso. He like smokes and is just ridiculous. So anyway, um, he's three. But um, and so so that's the thing where it's like 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 it's changed. At first, it was me, and, and now that I've been, it's a gift. It's a tool. Um, I wouldn't be the one to say like music is my life, and if I didn't have music, I would be. But I am going to say music has given me a hope and an encouragement, and has broken me in very good ways to grow. And 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 then I'm also capable of other things as well. You know, don't you think broken, getting broken, being beaten, climbing uphill all the mm-hmm. time? I mean, it makes us more of what we're capable of being, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and I'm so very grateful for that. Before we talk about the more recent uh, era of your progress, your ascension, the fact that people talk about Annie Mac in hushed and revered tones. What if we hear one of your songs? How do you feel about that? Yeah, do it. Sean, what are we playing first? <laughs> I don't like you. Boom. I, no, no, I asked what song we're playing first. I don't like you. Okay. Before we get into it, <laughs> Annie, Annie Mac is our guest. Annie, will you tell me about this song? I try to be real and I try to be relatable and kind of funny. I enjoy the humor. So I, I wrote a song like, <laughs> what if you what if you are with someone that you know you love? You know you love the motherfucker, but you don't like them. Like, like you're petty. Oof. You know, you're like, you can love somebody, but you don't got to like them. So that's what I wrote. It was just a really like calling myself out, calling other people out and be like, come on, man. Like, let's just own this shit. <laughs>
That was delicious. Annie Mack is a, the guest on episode 30 of The Brian Oak Show. Annie, that song is called I Don't Like You. And here's the deal. Since I, I've only met you less than an hour ago, and I believed you from the first second I saw you and met you, and I believe your music. I think that's why people are excited about you, why people are drawn into what you do. It That song is well, frankly, way too goddamn real, right? Like, yes. I love you, but I really yeah. don't like you. I, like I think you. that every single person with ears or a heart or that has ever had a relationship knows exactly what that feels like. Yes. Is, yeah. that, is that about someone specific? You don't have to tell me who. I think it's just about myself. You know, I, I, I'm, lear- I'm, I'm learning as I grow, um, trying to, like, I'm kind of hippy-dippy a little bit, but I do I do a lot of self-work and. And I realize that, you know, I'm aware that I'm an asshole. I'm aware that I can be, like, demanding, and I, I'm aware. But a lot of it's just having, like, you know, whether it's trauma or shit that, you know, you don't learn how to process or go through or you don't have the tools. A lot of it's, like, nobody wakes up and says, I like to just crush some spirits today. And <laughs> Well, you're married to me, so I hope I can crush your spirit the yeah. most of all, you know. But, but if you don't have the tools and if you've never seen the examples and if, and if you don't know, so... It always starts with me. Like, there's been times like, man, I don't like myself, and and I'd be, I would not be surprised if you didn't like me, you know. You know, part of the reason we're doing all female February is precisely what you just said. I think that I try hard to make sure that I treat every other human being like a human being, but. I know that I often get it wrong. I don't well, think that yeah. makes me a bad person. I don't. I don't wake up hating myself, but I'm like, you know what? If we're going to try to level the playing field, equalize everyone's voices, are we going to do that single-handedly here on the Brian Oak Show? Fuck no. Of course we're not. But does it make sense to let everyone have their voice at their time? And does it serve people like Sean and I, a couple of middle-aged white Irish? Yeah, knuckleheads. Does it does it does it help us to let women have their their voice mm. and speak their piece? We all have to learn, right? I mean, it, it's it's grueling and it is uphill and it, there's a, there's a lot of work involved. But if you don't at least make the effort, well, then nothing's ever going to change. Yeah, and I'm very thank you so much for having me here today. I really oh my god, I'm already delighted. Mm. I, I'm like, how do we how do we make this a two hour episode? <laughs> How do, how do we get Andy to come back next oh, week? But it's oh. it's lovely to have you here. Yeah, well, thank you. I'll just be the Robin. Like the Howard Stern. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'll just be no, no. If anything, if you were to be here on the regular, I would be relegated to Robin so quickly. People are like, is there any way we can get a little more Annie Mack and a little less oh, Brian Oak? Oh, no. You're a legend. You both are legends. You should be very grateful and thankful for that. Can so you, I'm, I'm honored to be here. Can you get me a name tag, Sean, that says legend? legend. I don't think I, they sell them anymore. Because no, <laughs> Sean bought them all. Annie Mack is our guest. Annie, if people want to go find your music and give it a listen, or if they would like to better still, as artists should be supported by your music, where's the best place for them to go? Um, They can go to AnnieMackMusic.com. Okay. AnnieMackMusic. Because when I was starting out, and I got my very first website and someone else did it for me, I lost my name. And now they want like $1,000 for my name to Oof. get my, I know. Such bullshit. In like Japan or something like that. So I'm trying to like negotiate. I'm like, you know, I'll get some Kobe beef. Maybe I can get my name back. <laughs> like, I don't know. But um, uh, so, which is, that is a horrible thing to say. So anyway, so it has to be AnnieMacMusic.com and, and 
That's where I'll be. Which is M-A-C-K. So yeah. you find music. You love music. And you admit early on that you, well, you think you were terrible. But clearly not everybody shared that opinion. And you start to make your inroads. You, I know you are Rochester-based these days, yeah? Absolutely. Okay, mm-hmm. but you're North Minneapolis, born and raised. And we're... I mean, give me a couple of those first early gigs where people got excited. Like, what, like, where, what kind of places oh. were you playing where people were like, "Hey, this is what? What am I?" And maybe you were an unknown name to a lot of these people, but all of a sudden, like, "Damn, she can sing!" Yeah. Oh, that's a really good. Um, I'd I'd have to say uh, maybe the Astor Cafe. Yeah, believe it or not. it's a great and venue. Then, um, right over and, there on St. Anthony, Maine. Yeah, and yep. then maybe the Dakota or just you mm. know, there's certain things that you do and you or Buddy Guys actually, and I and I know that's not local. However, when I couldn't get the opportunity for growth or or someone take a chance on me, they were kind. Of, when I couldn't get hired at Famous Dave's, um, they, were kind of, they were yeah, in Uptown. Uh, uh, <laughs> karma, Karma is yours, by the way. No more live music know, ever at Famous Dave. It sucks. Really I've seen, sad. Me too. I've seen really some great sad, bands actually. there. And so I couldn't get hired there for, you know, whatever reasons, and I understand that. And then I still don't get hired at the Lower Town Blues Festival. <laughs> Hit him. Go ahead. Feel free. Feel free I to call. I am that bitch today. So, and, um, good. Feel but, free to call anyone who has done you dirty. Please, but I Annie. Go, I go where the love is, and I go where the support. And the gentleman who books Buddy Guy says, listen, I, I dig you, and I want to give you the opportunity. Come on down to Chicago and come see your cousins. Come learn and experience blues music and soul music in the heart of one of the places that. And so I'm 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 very fortunate to go play Buddy Guys and to get that experience and to grow as an artist and be inspired, or or Memphis or and then when I come home, then I get to be in those places. You know, when you talk about the early days and failing, I'm always interested in that part of it. Was be, was it because you were doing it halfway and you weren't bringing it, or I, what was it? I didn't know. I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. I didn't know. It, it sounds so, so cheesy, but I was literally still finding my voice. I was, in my mind, I'm like, I got to try to sound like this person, or I got to start doing all that weird, you know, like, <laughs> like, I don't know. And then, and then I started to get it. And then I, and I, then I got exactly checked. I, I got checked by people who are very sweet and kind. They're like, you don't got to do that. You yeah. just got to. Tell your story and mean it. When you go on yes. stage, and as a matter of fact, there's been people like uh, Davina, Davina from Davina and the Vagabonds mm-hmm. early on, and she's really great with her advice, and she's really great with her wisdom, and she has a lot of um, to share. And she's like, just do you. Just be who you are authentically, mm-hmm. and people will pick up on that. You don't have to worry about, you know. And and it's not about being the most liked or the most. It's, it's really the professionalism, and <clears throat> I've been very fortunate with that, so... I feel like that thing that you just said right there. Um, I mean, I, build, I I know that you'd always believe it in your heart, but maybe getting that advice and sort of open your eyes to it. I don't care what somebody does for a living. I would rather have that person be that person than trying to be a shadow or a silhouette or some pale version of another person. Do you? You know, I mean, and again, yeah. not everyone's going to love you. Doesn't matter how good you are at it. Doesn't matter how no. dynamic you are, how charismatic <laughs> you matter. are. No. Not everyone's going to love you. Nope. And so you have to get comfortable with that too. But being the authentic you, whether you are filling out TPS reports or <laughs> melting faces like Annie <laughs> Mac, is long when it's authentic. That's when people believe. That's when they get invested, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I love when other women. Young women or whomever come up and they love the power, you know, they love the presentation. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I do, I do sing from my pelvic, like, I don't know if pussy area is a proper thing to say, but I've learned how to very use my proper. body. I'm a big woman. I'm a very, you know, but, but when I perform, it's my gut and it's my lower, it's, it's, 
it's the space where I've, I've given birth and I've given, and not to be all weird or so, you mm-hmm. know, there's no placenta or shit like that, but like, <laughs> but like I'm very, but I, but I've learned to use my space and I've learned to give myself permission to, to use those spaces of power and then encourage others. So when we, when we had the opportunity to play, you know, first dab, it was amazing. And I thought to myself, I'm not going out there to be no fucking punk. I've had children and I've gone through some shit and yeah. I'm there and, and I'm there to experience and to celebrate and to share that. And, and, it was a, a very almost like a spiritual thing. So when I go out, you know, it's it's a very for the live show. I really do try to embody that and know that it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to be, you know, those things. But if I can be authentic and sincere and sharing that, that's my, you know, my thing. And so people relate to that. So has you said almost like a spiritual thing, but yeah. I'm thinking you probably meant it is it a is, spiritual it thing. It is spiritual. Has it's that brought you humbling. healing healing with your mom and the relationship with your mom? Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, my sister passed away over the oh, summer and so that was heavy, but man. it was it was the, like my biggest year, biggest summer. I got the basilica, you know, I got, you know, yeah. all this other shit. And then um when she passed away, we laid her to the rest. Oh, I think it was like July 10th. And then we had mm. the and I thought to myself then I and then for me I carry um the not burden but I carry the dreams. Like my mother didn't get a chance to dream. Dreaming is a luxury. You know, mm-hmm. when you grow up humbled and, and you live your life being a black woman, uh, without support, without the means, you sacrifice a lot and you don't mm-hmm. know how to love or receive love. I mean, I don't think my mother had a very loving life. So when I go out I carry those dreams and I think I'm going to fucking dream and I'm going to go out and kill this and I'm going to do the best I can within my means. And so it takes on a very like, it's, it's more than just the, the adoration and being like, Oh, you know, Annie Matt, cause I get my ass kicked. Like I've, Man, Tina, I've shared shows with fucking, you know, Tina Schleski. Who am I oh, just in that? She's like, well, amazing. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> yeah. Like, she can wail. You know? She can wail. And, and that's how you learn and you come back yes. and you're like, all right, you know, and, and um, that's, I love, I appreciate it. I get inspired by that. So. Are you going to keep doing this? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I, I think I'm going to do it. I had a little time and I need to have a little bit of time. But, you know, every time I come back, it's always like on a different level of growth. And I'm very grateful for that. And That's I'm not trying to test you or bust your chops or get a, you know, a, a, can I can I take a, can I take a look at your day planner, Annie Mac? Yeah, uh, I know. No, no, I'm not I trying know. to do that. I just want to make sure because I think that when we talk about authenticity and when we talk, you know, we're doing an all female February thing yeah, here, but so I think awesome. I think that we don't we maybe have never lived in a more important time as 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 uphill as it's always been for women and especially young women. You know, like I have a 21 year old daughter. Yeah. Sean has a daughter. Yeah. I, they they need people to look to and even if they're like they're like ah it's not really my style of music meeting someone like you listening to someone that is not afraid or has learned to not be afraid whatever the case yes. may be yeah. i think that that message maybe is more important now than ever before i would agree i yeah? would agree i just saw a king a king princess with my daughter and i, I know won, people who went to that show I, and i won these tickets from uh, uh dj shannon vochorch who's Ooh, amazing yeah. and so i won and i was like you do know you just gave me cool points with my because i don't know who the you know <laughs> and i went and this one this young woman is 21 years old and the way she carried herself and and the way her stage presence and the show was great and my daughter is 18 and she sat there and watched her and and sometimes there's more power when someone else does it another woman does it mm-hmm. and she knows you know, it's like mom, you know, whatever. But to see this young woman, she was really uh, infatuated, and she was just like, "Wow, mom, she's really badass. She plays guitar and she plays piano." And and I don't think I heard her sing one bad note. You know, very professional, mm. very very pro. She was ready. She didn't go out like 
she was she was so she was so professional that she was able to actually have fun on stage, and that's yeah. a lot of putting in the work to be able to be comfortable to be loose. and yeah. be in your game. So well, she's she's been the musical guest on SNL before, and she also is sort of one of the the few genuinely and widely recognized voices of queer culture to Absolutely. cross over into pop culture. Yeah. And no, King Princess so is. Cool. You know, and I don't necessarily love every song, no. but but to not, I mean, you can't not respect no. what yeah. King Princess represents Absolutely. at this very important juncture in time where there are so many people who seem to be growing up or trying hard, and there are so many people who are making this mad dash towards willful ignorance that it's um <laughs> it's it's a it's a little frightening, it's a little terrifying. <sighs> it is. So it Annie, is. I'm looking for you for the answer. What do we do? How do we fix everything? But, but I, you got like thirty seconds to we tell me. We keep pushing. <laughs> And and getting shit done and and shit. I don't know. Like you, know, you, you, you actually you actually <laughs> we push. You, you know, did it in five pushing. seconds. You keep pushing and you keep pushing shit. That yeah, is the answer. Yeah. So nobody give up. Can we hear another one of your songs? Yes. It's uh was this closer? Tell me about it. It's I was like extremely pregnant and very reflect. I'm a, I'm a working woman's uh, writer, and so it's very simple. If you ask me, Annie, what have you learned in your short amount of time on this earth? This is it. This song will tell you exactly what I've learned. That's it. <laughs> well, I finally laid my youth to rest. Put away my pride and childish way. I have traveled far to get to this place. Earn the grace in my hair and the lines of my face. Here's my simple truth. I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit closer to the grave. Little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit closer to the grave. I believe you love is a sacrifice.
in Rochester these days, but she is Twin Cities through and through, and she's amazing. That is Annie Mack right there. Um, One of the great privileges of my adult life has been doing what I've done for 25 years being a radio guy, and what you get to do, what I realized very early on, I'm not diligent or, frankly, talented enough to make music and do music properly, but to be close to it and to get to meet the people who create it and find the many, you know, varying attitudes and vagaries and differences. It's wonderful. And Annie, it's been so great to meet you today. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> You're welcome. My Tourette's was out of control today. It's great. <laughs> did you, did I, I, at no point did your hands ever street, oh, just the swearing part? Just the swearing. I give, like to give, swear if give me, I can. Give me one more. Give me one more. Well, for fuck's sakes, Brian. For okay. fuck's sake. That's that, an old know, Irish. Now, here's what I was gonna, Well, for fuck's sake. Uh, I was going to say, you know, one of the reasons people love you is because you're so believable and honest. I need you to get into performance headspace, and I want you to lean into the next curse word you say, and then I will never ask that of you again. I do think that you are one of the most amazing motherfuckers I have ever met, and it has been a fucking pleasure to be here today i have to say and thank you so much sean and thank you so much um brian for having me today i do appreciate it huh one last question then thank you very much one last question before i let you go because you know uh having interviewed so many artists over the years so many artists over the years so many there's nothing consistent like if you are someone who works on rockets there's a thing you have to do. You're an engineer. These things need to be tested. If you are someone who works with children, well, then you just have to be adaptable and dynamic. But as a songwriter, I found this incredible spectrum of people who are like, I wait until the heavens gift it to me and put it in my head. And then I've met other people who are like, no, no, no. It's it's harder than being Dr. Frankenstein where I have to cobble this thing together and, and basically claw it into life. How does songwriting work for you? It, uh, I'm sorry. I, I heard you whisper. Oh God! That's what I was looking for. I didn't. I didn't need. I didn't need a convincing motherfucker. What I needed was that desperate, quiet whispered. Oh God! Like because because that's where we get to the stuff. And I, and maybe there's not one answer, Annie. I just I'm curious how you approach songwriting. Do you wait till it comes to you, or do you like fuck you? I am taking this day and I'm writing a song. Oh, you know I cobble it together. Yeah. In between like trying to like actually be a. A present parent or mm-hmm. there's times where it's going to be the sacrifice when you get inspired like when I go through heavy shit I kind of shut down and I just mm-hmm. hide in in a safe place <laughs> like my home and my you know bottle of Chardonnay and and my you know chips and and I just enjoy my family and I just fuck you know and then when I feel the when I start to feel like 
and I'm not going to lie. I wish I had the discipline to push through and to always create. And But, you know, it works for me. I've learned. It, it kind of works for me. I like to be more disciplined. There's people that, you know, push themselves to write every day or every other day or and. And You're a so mom. I'm a That's mom. Hard. Yeah, you know, it's and my my ones are still pretty little, but when yeah. it comes, it comes, and I'm very grateful, and I just grab it, and that's it. And I wish I had a really profound, and and I could just give you this, but no, you know, I cobble e- even booking. You know, I booked. I was a waitress for a long time, and I go hide in the bathroom, and you know, there's a table I'm sure that needed some fucking ketchup or di- diet coke, and I'm in the bathroom like I can, you know, like wheeling and dealing. So <laughs> it's always in between living life and I'm kind of grateful that's my inspiration I get to live life I get to go beyond myself I I don't get to just you know I I pretend to be narcissistic but I'm so grateful to have children and and a husband and and a life that pushes me beyond my obsession with me because I'm really not that you know so I love that and I'm very grateful I could not imagine if it was just me it'd just be bullshit honestly you know so i'm i'm very grateful to have the inspiration and experience of living life beyond me i you know i got kids and stuff so it's well you're inspiring others including your own kids which is amazing but, i hope so like well, i'm you, always like you, you know i hope they i just i really hope i got an 18 year old and, and my prayer yeah. is like if you don't talk to me that's cool yeah. but i hope you come home for the holidays <laughs> like or hit me up for some money or you know like they can make crazy choices too, even if yeah. they grew up with a loving, it's you know, true. loving it's parents. It's true, and, and you just gotta. It's it's a part of their journey, you know. I just want to say that that last song we didn't say much about it after the fact, but you clearly that clearly was about your life and Absolutely. letting your childhood yeah. die, Absolutely. which I had to do too. I had a crazy, you yeah. know, times of yeah. homelessness, times of being at Absolutely. the Salvation Army, and. All that stuff and so drug know. addiction and alcohol, mm-hmm. you know, people being thrown through windows. Well, you have such great skin. There's Thank a lot of you. grace Thank on you. you. <laughs> it's, the fat that, it's the fat that pushes out the wrinkles. That's what I try to say. <laughs> if I lose weight, it's just going to look like a, I don't know what's going on. But but I, lo- I love that message in that song that I know I'm getting closer to the grave and I got to let the old me die and the young me die and all that pain go away Absolutely. and just be gone. So. I just, that song hit me right between the eyes. That was really cool. And we were trying to figure out, like, can we deliver that line and not have it be creepy or weird? Like, how do you deliver that line and be like, people sing it? I hear hear it as I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Like, I'm I'm not afraid to die. No. I'm not. I was at one point, but I'm not anymore. Well... Congratulations to both of you, because I'm still scared to death. Um, Annie Mack is our guest, and in in addition to her honesty, I think the thing that makes her even more endearing and charismatic is her humility and realizing none of us have gotten there yet. We still have a long way to go. Uh, Speaking of, not that I'm, you know, hassling you, is there music on the way? Will you be performing at any point in the not-too-distant future? Can people appreciate the Annie Mac experience live at or more forthcoming music. And again, no pressure. If you're like, we're kind of in a down cycle right now, that's fine. I'm just wondering, when do people get more Annie Mac? Well, so I'm going to meet with a really awesome producer um, after here, Matt Patrick. I'm going to drop his name because I love his work that he's been doing. And um, and I'm really excited. This is a part in the healing is to go back into the studio and create something that's just all my own and, and uh, collaborate. And then I do have shows. I'm very fortunate. I, I've got something coming up. Uh, uh, February uh, 22nd, um, Wide Spot uh, Performance Arts over in Wisconsin. And then I do have uh, 
Como Zoo. They do that really under the that awesome under the glass um, concert series oh, on yeah. Sunday. It's family friendly. I will not cuss as much. Well, I don't want I don't want to call out your your webmaster, <laughs> yeah. but on your website, yeah. it says no upcoming events at this moment. No, uh, but you know what? The Facebook I will go up, update it. Facebook, and I need there to get go. on my shit. I really do. No, no, so I, I and again, I'm not my, trying to call anybody. No, out. you're I completely just... right. No, I've had people who are like, so uh, what's up? You know, and I need to <laughs> you know I need to take care of it. And, um, but you also yeah. you also have kids and a regular life on top of you know you can't shrug like that you know you said a minute ago and I it, to me it was sort of the defining moment of our conversation you're like wish I had something really profound I'm like you mean after the last fifty profound minutes yeah. I I, yeah. I don't feel like we need an exclamation point on that I think you're fantastic I like oh. your music and I've really enjoyed meeting you and unfortunately we have to wrap this up yeah it's you have to good. get back I mean because your kids are probably like where's mom. Oh no, they're good. They right. got they got their smokes. They got their you know they're good, man. They got their cheese pizza. Oh, Paul <laughs> How come we don't have smokes they're and cheese pizza here? Shit. Unbelievable. The internet. Their education. They're nice. Awesome. Annie, this has been a genuine pleasure. Thank you very very much. Thank you so much for having me. See, the way you shook your head right there, she's like, why would anyone want to talk to me? I'm like, why would we stop talking? I kind of, as if, if it wasn't creepy, I'd be like, well, let's just make her stay here a few more hours and just hang out and talk. But, well, sadly, we have another podcast to record. Uh, I'm Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. My thanks to the good people at AudioQuip uh, who provided us with real equipment. This, this, even though it's a small, modest room in South Minneapolis on Chicago Avenue, it's got proper world-class broadcasting capability and without audio quip you can find them at a-u-d-i-o-q-u-i-p.com we couldn't do it so whether you're trying to do your own podcast or whether you are a lounge act just working a corporate event at the marriott or whatever the case may be they can help you out and hook you up and they're really really good guys and that to me has been the whole mission you know people keep asking what's the podcast about and i think today was a perfect example it's about conversations it's about learning about the people that make up the community we live in it's about I don't know, all of it? Is that too big, Sean? We've had, I just realized we've had at least three Northsiders on now, too. I'm pretty happy oh. about that out of 30 episodes. <laughs> we can still do better. There's way too many St. Paul people that have been on this show. And not just St. Paul, Paul people, but Eastsiders? I know. Eastsiders are like a, they're almost like a cult. Like, they like, they're like, Eastside. I know. And if you're like, I, sorry, I grew up in a third-tier northern suburb, they look at you like, oh, one of you people. Why don't you go back where you came from? <laughs> That's, I get a lot of that vibe from those people. So we'll get some more Northsiders on here. We know a few. We've got more coming up. We've got some great stuff on the way. But we do have to call it. Uh, Annie, thank you very much. Yeah, it was, was so much fun. Thank you so much Would for you ever me. come back again someday? Yes. Okay. And I, I'm not going to be sober, so I'm just telling you. Do you, do you think do you think I'm sober right now? No, no, I'm just kidding. I just, <laughs> never. Well, see, I didn't know that you like to. What do you like to drink? All of it. It's like my mom's night out. It could be like Coors. I like a good old fashioned. I like all of it. I should have more. I should have more standards for life. Well, shouldn't we all? Yeah. Um, no, this is sort of my. Um, I like to refer to this as broadcasting fluid. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I had no idea that you enjoyed drinking. Next time. How rude, Brian. Well, oh, I know. I'm so selfish, God. right? Next time you're back, uh, we will have a drink. How do you and think then I've been we'll blessed with all those children? Well, <laughs> <laughs>
That's how that happens. <laughs> Everybody knows that. It's one of the way ways oh. that those things happen. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap this up. We'll be back again in the not-too-distant future. Annie Mac, thank you very much. It is AnnieMacMusic.com, A-N-N-I-E-M-A-C-K, music.com. All one word, details, music, upcoming show. Well, you can't really read about the upcoming show. Facebook. Shows, Thank you. Yeah, it works. All right, very good. Um, and I will talk to both of you again soon. We're going to leave with this song right here, which has always been in my heavy rotation playlist. And it's a very unusual story. Her name is Nika Costa, and she was a child star somewhat. Her family was very well-connected, makes it sound like they were just rich and privileged. She was very, very talented when she was very young. In fact, at the age of nine, she performed with Frank Sinatra on the White House lawn, which is a weird story, right? So you're thinking, well, there's no way that story ends well. Was Sinatra still alive? He (laughs) was. Sorry, he, and, 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 and apparently he was her godfather when she was born. So when you hear those kind of stories, like, eh, well, she actually had a considerable measure of success in Europe and Australia, but never really crossed all the way over here. And then just the other day, I can't remember what the commercial was. Some commercial popped up that had this song as the, at least the instrumental intro as its bed. I don't remember what it was for, but it reminded me that this particular record is really, really good. And it's hard to believe it was already 20 years ago. Back in 2001, Nika Costa put out a record called Everybody Got There Something. And this is the title track. We'll see you next time on the Brian Oak Show. I'm going to hell. <laughs>